0: We would like to give a huge shout out and thank you to our new Patreon subscribers, Bordere, James Long, Dan Jenkins, and Ella Gilzine. You are the
1: tartar sauce to our fish and chips, and we are so grateful for you. If you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to deleted scenes and exclusive full-length episodes, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello and welcome to book reviews kill a podcast about fantasy, science fiction and horror novels. I'm Evan and I'm Chad and you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Vince Gilligan, the writer behind Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul will be returning to television with a new science fiction project set on Earth, but with a quote, unexpected surprising twist. Gilligan has also mentioned he's willing to return to the Breaking Bad universe, but no concrete plans seem to be in the works. I'd be pretty interested to see what Gilligan does with science fiction. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think he worked on uh, X Files as well. So, I mean, the guy's got quite the track quite record, like the resume, yeah, yeah, for good television.
0: Were you X Files fan?
1: I've only watched a few episodes, like Damn. the Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah, um, I don't. It was just one of those shows that I just, I knew it was good. I just never really. It's really hard for me to watch science fiction shows that have poor.
0: Uh, graphics now that there's <laughs> really good graphics It's like I know that it's a good show it's just hard for me to like not also want that like whoa cool
1: yeah I think X-Files is going to be one of those sh- shows where like when I'm a little bit older and I've got a cabin somewhere and I've got like yeah. all the X-Files on DVD and you know I'm just like eating soup and eating reading soup. fantasy <laughs> books and like I don't know I just it feels like one of those shows that I'm going to get into at some later point and um, we'll pay well just... with soup And will very much yeah, it'll it'll (laughs) pair well with soup. But yeah, um, I've watched a few X Files episodes. I like it a lot. But yeah, like I mean, Breaking Bad just (laughs) like that. Watch that show so many times over. Oh, it's a top, top. Yeah. Three show for me for That's sure really, I'm I'm actually re-watching it right now like it's not a big deal but <laughs> it's <laughs> like my good. fourth time watching it with all the it. extra time I have I've been watching <laughs> but I will say the the more times that I watch it the more I kind of see it, it, it there are moments of the show that kind of just feel like a like a prime time television and like TV show you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's not quite up there with like uh, like HBO right cinematic quality sometimes like sometimes not all the time but just every now and then it's just got kind of that feel to it, but yeah, just the writing, just the the way that events unfold in that show is so captivating. And I think that there's some kind of like weird nostalgic time capsule-y thing for me with Breaking Bad, yeah. where it's like everybody has flip phones, and there's just it just feels <laughs> like a simpler time to me. And I don't know, it's it's silly because it was like what ten years ago, <laughs> but yeah. still, I mean, that's a long time. Just you know
0: phases of her life, you know, that's a right, significant yeah.
1: change of like who you were and like your brain, your situation, just like things that you're going through. So like totally, you know, I think it was one of the first TV shows that I like watched alone. I wasn't watching with my friends or like with my family or anything. Yeah, because I was like 19 and it was the first time that I had really gotten super invested in something that it wasn't I wasn't relying on like other people in my life to like sit around and watch it with. It was just, Mm. you know, other than like, I guess, like Dragon Ball Z, like when I was a little kid, I, I watched shows alone. But it was like this one was my first kind of like adult. I'm watching this religiously and paying attention (laughs) to every little thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's got a special place in my heart. I do like Better Call Saul. But uh, as we mentioned in our uh, House of the Dragon episode, um, yeah, it's I just haven't watched enough of it. It was like two seasons of it. It's pretty good. Same. It was very it was pretty good. I just didn't have the same like
0: emotional connection to the situation and the characters. And Breaking Bad is very unique of a show because it's not the hero's journey it's like the villain's journey it's the mm-hmm. story of a man like going down a bad road and getting worse and worse and like yeah. initially for good reasons but very quickly kind of for selfish
1: like yeah i'm living
0: that badass lifestyle that i never got to reason but he's and such
1: it's... a good character because it's like Ugh. you understand why he keeps, he's so attracted to that lifestyle because it's it's like he's been traumatized by never being enough and like never being picked and everything in his life has just been kind of middle class and middle of the road and kind of you know his house isn't that nice like it's a little it's just, garbage yeah, yeah like and i it, it he's a he's a extremely overqualified high school teacher. He's so much smarter than like what he's been doing and what it seems like he's going to do for the rest right. of his life. I've always said that like Breaking Bad has the best elevator pitch for a television show I've ever heard. Like chemistry teacher gets diagnosed with cancer and starts selling methamphetamine to pay for his <laughs> bills. It's like I, I can't imagine that anybody said no to that. Right.
0: If you're in the drawing room you'd be like yeah, uh, yeah no that one, that one. first Perfect. to the top of the Let's list Let's go. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that for sure, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man, I've been having a pretty good week, so very busy week, but uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff with our, as everyone knows, edition of the. House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power show. We've just been podcasting our little faces off. It's been a busy week. It's been a very busy week, but it's been really fun. Uh, And I have had certainly some chance to read. So let's see, what have I been reading? I've been reading... Oh, I finished the Vardoger Boy, the second in the Forerunner series. And it's really good. I keep thinking it's going to... focus in on one character who's like, obviously we kind of presented the first part of the first book as the main one. And then it continues to surprise me. And it's like breadth of characters that we follow and how interesting each one's, story is like it goes from uh how do i say this without giving anything away every all the characters go from like a very much place of security to very much a place of not security that's cool yeah and they're struggling to overcome everything and um there's some cool elements too like the main character is very um magical he's like a little boy and everyone kind of you know they still pray to the old gods and they put out food for the mast troll on the ship, but it's more of like a superstitious, like nod to the old days sort of thing than it is like a legitimate belief. And so he kind of struggles with some of the surrounding neighbors being like, wait, do you guys like have a demon child? Like, you know, (laughs) Uh, some acceptance um, themes in there, which are really cool. And the author does a really good job of portraying and um, the characters that you really love, like don't let them down. You're like, yeah, okay, cool. Just very, very much enjoying it. Good action. And then uh, I'm about halfway through a, court of
1: mist and fury Ooh, which that's is a good one <laughs> so spicy yeah it is <laughs> oh man we're gonna i can't wait to do an
0: episode on that when you're finished it's real good i don't want to get into it too much right now because i have so much to talk and if i open the floodgates it'll just like yeah. but let's just suffice it to say i'm very much enjoying it and And i think i like it a little bit more than the first one so far and i like the
1: characters more too like the new characters. yeah the first one is kind of this uh, almost like self-contained like really vibrant like romp you know (laughs) Uh, and you know it's like loosely based on beauty and the beast and stuff and then the second one really becomes its own thing yeah and uh, yeah a lot of like immediate changes and things um but more opening changes. up the world and a lot more world building and things like that yeah the second book in that series rocks it's really good it,
0: it really rocks and yeah i've got some uh questions to ask you so i'm excited to get into it later this week
1: yeah everybody listening uh, definitely look out for our episode of uh, we have an akatar episode coming out in the next couple of days uh, hopefully tuesday and then we'll have an episode for a court of mist and fury as well soon
0: And and it's good stuff so make sure you tune in on that i've also been reading kingdom of copper which again I don't want to get too much into as we'll do a whole episode on that. But it's also uh pretty
1: good. I think we're we're just in good hands with Shocker
0: We really are. Yeah. The first episode was a lot of information, but we're using it and it's being put to good use. And uh yeah, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be Better. I think it's going to end higher than it started, yeah. which is always good for a, a
1: book. I got that feeling as soon as I started Kingdom of Copper. I was just like, oh, here we go. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Chakraborty, I knew you wouldn't let us down. Right. She's like, there's a lot going on in the story, guys. So bear with
0: me. It's like, okay, 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 cool. We're in good hands. hmm uh, and then I've been, of course, just having before I go to bed, uh, and I can feel my eyes getting heavy. I'll switch over to The Lost Years of Merlin and enjoy oh, so. a couple pages of that. Uh oh, it's just waltzing just down memory so, lane. Yeah, it's cozy. So cozy. It's <laughs> so cozy. It's like uh, it's like warm homemade chocolate chip
1: cookies, just like dipped in milk. It's so wonderful. I really I, don't think that T. A. Barron gets enough credit for literally. He created so an entire world. Like he, it's I a high mean, fantasy. An, yeah. I mean, he really for for young readers i mean i mean he basically created a new narnia i mean yeah. it was it's really really solid um and i like the first person a lot too mm-hmm. i think that was one of the first books that i had re- or novels that i had read that was first person it allows for a greater depth with that main character that you just man i just flashed onto him so hard you know what's funny is um, my first time ever reading those books when i was a kid i didn't read any of the prologues i just went straight into oh the wow i know it's so silly because it's like, like part I... of the story yeah i know <laughs> like I, as a kid i was like "Ah, oh, this is all italicized so it probably doesn't matter so i was yeah, stupid i, went... <laughs> so I don't dumb. need to read this
0: yeah uh though i can't fault you too much there's like every few chapters in the dritt stewarden books there's like an italicized few pages it's like a short chapter that's like a diary entry yeah, basically like by dritz yeah. yeah and it's always like waxes philosophical and i don't know <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I found to it to be action. really boring yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: like cool yeah you're getting accepted oh people in silver Rainbow are mean to you speaking of dritz <laughs> i've decided i'm gonna read um the dark elf trilogy like pretty oh, soon yes. uh probably not it's gonna like, i'm gonna try to fit it in this year but can yeah, we cause... do it on the podcast i don't even need to reread hmm. them i've read them like seven times Oh, you mean like do what kind of what we're doing with that guitar? Yeah. But, yeah, ooh, yeah that would yeah. be pretty fun. Yeah. And yeah, of maybe all we'll the series,
0: those three are my favorites. Really? That yeah. might be
1: pretty. Yeah. Because you know what's going on with those three, oh, right? So well. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be really fun. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Yeah, I've literally read them at least seven times each. I've also been watching a show on Netflix called Lock and Key, which is originally a comic book series that I have not read um, by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh, cool. I've been meaning to get to that. It's pretty good, actually. I just kind of needed something simple and there was like a bunch of kids and fantasy stuff happening in the trailer. So I was like, this seems perfect. And it was. So like the basic premise is these three kids and their mom move to their recently deceased dad's house, the old like family manor. And the kids start finding these keys hidden throughout the house and each key grants you like a magical ability one of them you can like take a key and like put it in the back of your head and open it up and then like a door appears before you and you go into it and you're now in your brain so you can go like access all your memories and stuff yeah like one kid uses it to become like smart not like really smart just he learns the stuff that this girl that he's into is really all into and so he just like throws a bunch of books about that topic into his head so he can get really smart at it which after i learned that ability I'd just be like dumping the library in there, you know, but not just like one book about like European history. <laughs> like, cool, dude. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. It's it's fun. It's just a it's just a good little romp and has some
1: good mystery and cool magic stuff. I really admire your ability to just go for it with TV shows because for some reason I just I don't know. So I have to hear that it's like the greatest thing ever made for me to give it a shot, which is so dumb oh man i found some of my favorite series just by like that's a cool trailer right yeah no that's a good that's a good that's the way you're supposed to do it yeah it's like actually give things a chance
0: (laughs) yeah well i also
1: really detest
0: uh looking through netflix just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling it's like i just that looks kind of cool boom i'm done yeah i mean
1: give it like an hour of your time yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i definitely turn a lot of stuff off though because man
1: uh what have you been up to this week oh man so I've just been I've been really really busy obviously with just uh, the edits for all those episodes took up uh, quite a bit of my time how many episodes did we do this last week seven five but we've got we've got like I've still got like three more on my computer to edit we have we have a lot (laughs) well you're doing a great job
0: and uh everyone really appreciates your edit work uh, especially myself
1: we we sent it a little hard there bud but (laughs) dude we really did (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna keep doing it though um yeah but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more than halfway through uh, Babel by RF Kuang, and it is just fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, I'm really You're enjoying it. Speaking its praises, yeah, praises last week, it's, it's not letting you down. No, not at all. I mean, it is very, very dense. Like I kind of uh, at, at certain points of it for kind of long stretches, I feel like I'm kind of at Oxford learning about um, language and translation, which is what most of the book is about, um, and it's fascinating. It kind of digs into how things get lost in translation when you're trying to translate from one language to the other, how to do it, and it's going into like the etymology of lots of different words and how words and whole languages kind of travel both figuratively and literally across the world and how it changes. It's so so interesting and it's it also seems to be very much about the the experience of like a non-british person or non-british people specifically people of color like interacting with 19th century british academia and elitism so Ooh. like like all of that paired with how interesting everything else is and it's just ah it's like one of the most brilliant books that i've read this year without a doubt it's Very, very good. Um, I'm kind of. It's kind of one of those books where I'm re- I'm reading it kind of slowly. I'm sitting it's down, like time. I'm sitting in a nice, well lit spot. Um, you know, I've got some reading glasses on. I've, I put in some nice ambient. I didn't know that like, you used reading glasses. I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've
0: ever seen you wear glasses. But you're handsome as hell. What's the, what do they look like? Are They kind of squarish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, not like squarish, Like you're a square, but like square in literal shape. Yeah, they're they're like they look, look kind of like yours. Okay, they turtle um, like the mottled yeah, turtle. I've got him, I got him yeah, right him here also. let me see that sexy face. <laughs> oh, you look so much more like your brother. Yeah. Whoa, Vaughn wears glasses and I do. That's crazy. You look like Vaughn right now. That's nuts. <laughs> that's I mean, you like- don't sound like him or you're, you don't move like him or anything, but just immediately when you put it on, it was like, fawn yeah, slap yeah. The face. Vaughn's
1: glasses definitely make him look like Vaughn, but uh he it's funny like that, a, yeah my twin brother has bro. glasses but i don't well i guess i need reading glasses i don't really need reading glasses it's just it like augments it improves the experience just a little bit more it just makes the mm. font like a little bit bigger you know i've got the ones that i have are like blue light reading glasses so it adds kind of like a little bit of a sepia tone to a white page it makes the font just a little bit bigger. I remember we talked about this because you don't yeah. actually have prescription glasses; they're just
0: magnetizing no. glasses, right? Yeah, I found um, that so interesting. I didn't even know that was a
1: thing. Yeah, you could just go to any drugstore and buy reading glasses. <laughs> like, wow! I, I know. I was like at. Uh, I was like helping someone fill a prescription. I went with somebody to go uh, fill a prescription um, months ago, and I was like standing there, and I looked over, and there's these reading glasses, and it said like two times magnification, and I was just like, "Oh, well, I mean." It just makes things a little bit bigger. It's like holding up a yeah. magnifying glass, but they're on your face.
0: I mean, dude, when you're 80, you're probably going to be seeing way better than me. So like, that's a great I mean, idea. Or,
1: or way worse. I have no idea. But my, I guess my eyes aren't straining. So yeah, I guess exactly. it's fine. I don't know. I haven't talked to a doctor or anything about it. But yeah, anybody that's listening, uh, try it out. It's like 15 yeah. bucks. I mean, give it a shot. It helps quite a bit. It's so like odd to me that the eyes don't work like the rest of the body and that
0: like, you know, if you strain your bicep a bunch, it's going to become stronger. That's like, that's why you work out, but you don't want to do that to your eyes because then it'll make them weaker. Like that doesn't,
1: I don't know, confuses me. Yeah. Eyes aren't really muscles though.
0: Yeah. But there's like a muscle that retracts your, um, that focuses in and out, you know, weird. Yeah, are weird. They're cool.
1: <laughs> Those are really cool. <laughs> uh, but Super yeah, other than Babel, I've uh, been reading. I'm reading Kingdom of Copper. I'm reading Berserk still. I just got. How's uh, that coming? It's so freaking cool and awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm almost into. Um, deluxe volume 11. So I'm getting up to, I'm I'm closing in on a current release. There's 12 or there's 11 out right now uh, for the deluxe versions, but I think it's up to issue number 42. So once I'm and 12 comes out in November. So like once I'm wrapped up with the deluxe stuff, I'll have to switch over to the single volumes, which are out. So I think I'll have to read like six of the single volume ones and then I'll be up to current release. Uh, And then after that, I think I'm gonna switch over to Vinland Saga for uh, manga. But yeah, uh, Berserk is going great. I love it. And I'm also still, I'm I, I'm on book six, no, book five of a Series of Unfortunate Events. That's kind of like my going to bed thing. Um, and it's right. great. And then I'm also still reading the Thrawn trilogy as well. So I'm reading a bunch <laughs> of different stuff right How are now. How do you like in Thrawn? It's really good i'm still i'm kind of creeping through uh dark force rising right now it's kind of the, the book that i keep forgetting that i'm reading i was <laughs> like ah shit, i'm also reading these uh but it's really really good and after thrawn i think i'm gonna move over to uh the broken earth trilogy while we're mm. reading uh the dark tower so broken earth is coming soon that's the one that people have definitely been like evan I love your content and you're great, but you need to read Broken Earth. Like that's N.K. Jemisin yeah, right now. You need to read N.K. Jemison. She's the author you've been sleeping on the most. Get on it. So yeah, for everybody listening, I am getting on that. I'm going to read um, The Broken Earth soon. I just got to finish up Thrawn. Yeah. So yeah, reading so, so much right now. Um, but it also feels like I'm not reading anything at all, which is <laughs> the frustrating spot to be in for sure. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will definitely relate to that. But yeah, that'll wrap it up for me for this week. Let's go right into the fictional fun fact, Chad.
0: All right, let's do it. Okay, I got a really interesting one here. Authors C.S. Lewis and Aldous Huxley both died on November 22nd, 1963. Their deaths weren't as prominent in the news because of a more noteworthy death that occurred on that day. The assassination of John F. Kennedy
1: oh my god that is so crazy. that is yes. so wild
0: c.s <laughs> lewis aldous huxley and jfk all died on the same day what a weird day man if i get famous i really hope that no president gets assassinated on that day know, you know it's right? like, man, i want to yeah. be
1: like newsworthy for a day come on well here's a question do you think that aldous huxley or c.s lewis were lucid enough to hear the news before they died Ooh interesting and to feel the uh disappointment like oh man i did so uh, much work i don't know the particulars
0: of either aldis or c.s lewis um death day so
1: yeah neither do i i i'm pretty familiar with jfk's
0: yeah i know that one i've uh, i've uh, gotten locked down
1: we've heard about that for sure uh have you yeah, read any a- Aldus huxley no i don't think that i have he's just like brave new world right yeah i did um the doors of perception and heaven and hell as well oh okay
0: yeah i don't think um i don't think i have no i mean, like i'm thinking i might have read one before high school but i, I really don't think so
1: yeah the doors of perception is um his uh experiments with mescaline oh um, yeah so it's a very <laughs> it's interesting called the doors book. of hell the doors of perception oh and the, perception. that's what okay. that's what the band the doors took, took their name from as well oh interesting um but yeah the uh that book is <laughs> the book is pretty spacey and uh and then heaven and hell uh, it was like so the the copy of the doors of perception that i have also has heaven and hell um as well and um that's a, that's like an even more intense Kind of, like, afterward to it, if you will, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Brave New World is super worth reading, too. Obviously. I just pulled
0: up the cover of Brave New World and I actually have read it for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember like the futuristic society, like the world state or whatever, and like there's no relationships and everyone's like belongs to everybody else, and it's just like real,
1: yeah. That's that's the one with like Soma, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. Um, I haven't read it in a really long time. I read it, me in, um... neither. Right after i read 1984 in high school i read brave new world though, like of my own volition they're uh, very I, much in the same family yeah i mean i feel like uh as i don't know i'm sure there are a lot more you could you could dig a lot deeper into each one of them but it seems that um like 1984 seems to be about like the restriction of information you know and then mm-hmm. uh brave new world seems to be like a saturation of information like there's too much Ooh. like there's too much uh, stimulus and there's too like everybody's just like completely distracted and overstimulated look at so, you being all deep like, yeah no i would mean, agree with you i'm sure that somebody that's read both of them would yell at me for some, like reducing Ugh. them both down to that but that seems to be like the difference between the two books um like brave new world is kind of like we're so comfortable and civilized that it's killing us right um, and then like 1984 is like there's a big giant shadow government that's like right. restricting We're super controlled everything that, we can, that we can see but yeah both of them are really valuable books obviously like brave new World, uh 1984 has been kind of memed into oblivion i feel like <laughs> where it's like you know what i mean like absolutely like everybody's just like oh it's like literally 1984 for like every bad thing that happens in the country <laughs> you know what i mean um but it is obviously, like, if you haven't read either of those books, they're super worth a read. Um, very, very good. Good, like, thought-provoker books that you should, yeah. just, just
0: thoughts that you should, everyone should take time to ponder over. Just right. like how everyone at some point in their life should work in the food industry.
1: That's a yeah, that's, oh my God, I've said that, like, once a week since I was 19. Yeah, <laughs> like it would just make everyone so work. much nicer. Is, yeah. Um, but, and then as far as, like, C.S. Lewis, I've only read Narnia, but I haven't read like uh, apparently the Screw Tape Letters is really good. Yeah, I've read uh, a lot of
0: C.S. Lewis actually. I oh, read the cool. Screw Tape Letters and um, all of all of the Narnia books. Did you read the Space Trilogy? No, I didn't. But I read uh, uh, The Great Divorce. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, which is pretty interesting as well. Yeah, uh, the Screw Tape Letters is dedicated to uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh wow! Because apparently uh, Lewis and Tolkien had gotten into quite a few um, like religious debates. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, they were like very. They, can you imagine constantly yelling going, at each other? About yeah, right. Stuff. Can you imagine like going into that pub and like, oh, there's Tolkien and Lewis at it again. They're wasted and yelling about God again, like <laughs> yeah. and allegory and. <laughs> uh, to oh be my God. Everyone else was so
0: tired of them
1: yeah I bet they were tired of each other
0: oh uh, yeah it's funny to me that the one book that he is just uh, full of letters written from the actual devil to like his <laughs> nephew or whatever he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and dedicate this one to you Tolkien like a little bit of like a half finger you know right
1: <laughs> yeah I wonder if Tolkien like rolled his eyes about that He's yeah. like I'm busy I'm writing this Silmarillion and I don't want to yeah. hear about it it's weird how things line up like that I mean th- mm-hmm. just the odds astronomical yeah Are they? I don't really I'm... understand statistics is that well, is it is that how statistics works? I mean, yeah. okay, yes. <laughs>
0: the odds of the three people. Well, I mean, no, actually, it's yeah, very low. Right, yeah. Because, right, it's like the odds that three people would die that day of all the people that are on the boat. It's like, yeah, that's like really, really high. It's almost not even like a statistics question. I really like, though, to think about this whenever people are like, the odds of that I hit every green light or something. You know, it's like, well, yeah. But at the same time, like if you think about like all of the traffic lights that and trips that people have ever made, like it's actually really like likely you're kind that of just like noticing. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like actually like it's really not. It's it's, you know, of, of all of your life, you think that the odds are pretty low? That would happen once you entire eleven. Ah, it's pretty high. actually. Oh, that's interesting.
1: yeah. did you read eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King? No, I never did. Yeah, that's the one I recommend a lot to people. Um felt like going back in time and stopping the JFK assassination because I got pretty roped into the conspiracy there for a little bit. Where mm. I was just like, ooh, because there was a lot of weirdness about all of that, right? Um, right i mean uh, oh there's a still, lot of awareness there's man. a lot of weirdness around it but um i still i'm still kind of on the fence of what what i really believe about it um Same. but it's funny because um at the end of eleven twenty two sixty three, 63 stephen king has this little kind of afterward where he's like all right so i lived in dallas for like six months researching for this book and with another friend of mine and we went hard on the research right because they were writing a whole i mean he was writing a whole book about right specific events that had that led up to that and he was like in none of the research that i did what there was nothing that was convincing enough for me to one like write the book in that way and to believe it myself which is like <laughs> in like my conspiratorial head i was like who got to you stephen king <laughs> like, <laughs> like somebody found out and they were like all right All right, Mr. King, you can write this book, but you better not put anything in there. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it for us today here on the Monday Morning Minute. Everybody, thank you so much for being here, for listening to us on your commute to work, or if you're just hanging out at home, either one. We're really happy that you were here.
0: We uh, really appreciate
1: you guys tuning in this morning, and we hope you have a wonderful day. As always, take it easy, don't work too hard, and of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.